Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and everything in between, welcome to another edition of The Ryan Show FM. This is your host, Ryan Vernell, here to join you for a two-hour encounter of the first kind. That's right. Although there's Chinese spy balloons and things that are beyond our realm of comprehension floating above us on this beautiful evening or on this beautiful morning, depending on where you're listening, just know that we're here to take your mind off the serious stuff and bring you to a place of sports and entertainment, especially an evening like tonight. If you're a regular listener of this program, you know that sometimes the show is music-centric. And we'll bring on different rappers, people that we enjoy listening to that take our minds off things. But tonight, we're bringing some blasts from the past, including 90s MLB icon Greg Vaughn. He was part of the 1998 home run chase, which saw my hero as a child, Mark McGuire, crush Sammy Sosa. And unfortunately, Greg and everyone else that was involved in the home run race. But man, he took his team, which was unlike any of these other guys in the home run race, all the way to the World Series. All these great hitters in the National League, Barry Bonds, Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire. Yet, it was Greg Vaughn that led his team to the World Series, only to be crushed by the Yankees. But we'll get into that a little bit later. Also tonight, Ben Askren, who many people are familiar with for getting his ass kicked by Jake Paul. But if you're a real fan of fighting, you know Ben Askren as being a unicorn of sorts. We wanted to see this dude in UFC for years. And it was due to an ill-timed knee to the face that history was uh, unfortunately unraveled in such a way that we only got to see a few fights of Ben Askren. Although his first fight in the UFC, he did kick some ass and put Robbie Lawler and a nasty bulldog choke. That was pretty badass. But one of the great wrestlers of uh, NCAA history, really cool dude, and he took all of the jokes from Jake Paul really well. He played the face to the heel, I guess you could say, which was different than his role normally in UFC. It was a real talker of ish, if you catch my drift. But yeah, folks, we're going to get right into it. Mr. Cheeks and Hamptons, Dave, are here in spirit tonight. They can be followed on Instagram at Mr. Cheeks TV. And at Hamptons, Dave. Now, before I lose my voice, these guys still got to get here. This is the Ryan Show FM, and we've got DJ Khalil producing and hitting you with the music tonight. Khalil, let's get it started, baby. We'll be back. Check the On the boulevard, I landed. We used to kick routines, and the presence was fitting. It was I, the abstract, and me, the five footer. I kicks the mad style, so step off the Frankfurter. Yo, fight, you remember that routine that we used to make spiffy like Mr. Clean? Um, um, a tidbit, um, a smidgen. I don't get the message, so you got to <laughs> okay. run the pigeon. You're on point five. All the time, tip. You're on point five. All the time, tip. You're on point five. All the time, tip. But then grab the microphone and let your words rip. Now here's a funky introduction of how nice I am. Tell your mother, tell your father, send a telegram. I'm like an energizer, cause you see I last long. My crew is never ever whack because we stand strong. Now if you say my style is whack, I swear you're dead wrong. I slay that body and El Segundo, then push it along. You be a fool to reply the fight is not the man. Cause you know and I know that you know who I am. A special shout out piece goes out to all my pals, you see. And a middle finger goes for all you punk MCs. Cause I love it when you whack MCs despise me. They get vexed, I will next, gonna contest me. I'm just a flat MC who's five for three and very brave. On top remaining, no, I'm training cause I misbehave. I come correct in full effect of all my holes in check. 
And before I get the butt, the gym must be a wreck. You see, my aura's positive, I don't promote no junk. See, I'm far from a bully and I ain't a punk. Extremity of rhythm, yeah, that's what you heard. So just clean out your ears and just check the word. Check the vibe. Was so rumping that the brothers rolled the zap. Hey yo, Tip, do you recall when we used to rock What? those fly routines on your cousin's block? Um, let me see. Damn, I can't remember. I received the message and you will play the same. You're on point, Tip. All the time, Fife. You're on point, Tip. Yeah, all the time, Fife. You're on point, Tip. You're all the time, Fife. So play the resurrector yeah. and give the dead some life. Okay, if knowledge is the key, then just show me the lock. Got the scrawny legs, but I move just like Lou Brock with speed. I'm agile, plus I'm worth your while. 100% intelligent black child. My opera presentation sizzles the retina. How far must you go to gain respect? Um, well, it's kind of simple. Just remain your own or you'll be crazy, sad, and alone. Industry rule number 4080. Record company people are shady. So kids, watch your back, cause I think they smoke crack. I don't doubt it. Look at how they act. Look off the better things like a hip hop forum. Pass me the rock and I'll score with the corn and proper. What you say, hammer? Proper. Rap is not pop if you call it that and stop. Tell me who flopped, who copped the blue drop, who jewels got pops, who's mostly dope, down to the blue drop. The same old pimp, mace, you know ain't nothing changed but my limp. Can't stop till I see my name on the blimp. Guarantee me and shells for the level up. You don't believe in Harlem World? Double up. We don't play around, it's a bet, lay it down. Didn't know me 91, bet they know me now. I'm the young Harlem with the Goldie sound. Can't hold it deep. Hold me down, cooler, school me to the game, now I know my duty Stay humble, stay low, blow like booty True pimp, spin no dough on the booty When you yell, there go mace, there go your cutie Much stronger than yours. Violate me, this a BOJ. We don't play, mess around with DOA. Be on your way, cause it ain't enough time here. Ain't enough lime here for you to shine here. Deal with many women, but treat down spit. And I'm bigger than the city lights down in Times Square. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
agents mad cause I'm flagrant Tap myself and the phone in the basement My team supreme, stay clean Triple beam, miracle dream I be that, catch a seat at all events bent Send holsters, girls on shoulders, playboy I told ya, me and Mike to me Bruise too much, I lose too much Step on stage, the girls boo too much I guess it's cause you run with lame dudes too much Me lose my touch, never that If I did, ain't no problem to get the where the true players at Throw your rollies in the sky Waving side to side And keep your hands high While I give your girl a eye Play it please Lyrically See B-I-G-B flossing Jig on the cover of Fortune Five double O It's my phone number Your man ain't got the know I got the dough Got the flow down Pizak Platinum plus Like Vizak Dangerous On Trizak Leave your Trizak Everybody. Thank you for joining us here for another edition of the Ryan Show FM. And we're sitting down with a goddamn legend. It is a great honor to introduce for the first time, and hopefully not the last time, one of the great fighters in our time. I've watched this man kick ass, choke dudes out, nearly break people's limbs. Welterweight icon Ben Askren is here on What's the Ryan up? Show FM. What's uh, happening, man? How are you tonight? I'm doing good. I taught some wrestling. I ate some dinner with my family. I uh, came downstairs and now I can talk to you. Good stuff. And yeah. there's nothing like being able to sit back and enjoy the family, not be in the heat and swing of things. I mean, <laughs> especially after the craziness that you went through two years. We you know you're already already a celebrity yeah. and a well-known fighter, and it made your legend and made your mark. But I can imagine that was just a whole different leap into things. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I've kind of been, I don't want to say been in the spotlight. Now there's, there's all different levels of it. But, um, you know, I started out by winning some uh, state titles in high school. And that kind of got my, my name out there. Uh, and actually, we just had the state tournament, and our, our wrestlers won a whole bunch of state titles. So that was tremendous. Um, so, no, I, I actually didn't feel all that different to me. Like you said, back in high school, a tremendous wrestler. So, to, and, and in college, breaking records. In yeah. college. So, yeah, the spotlight, nothing new to you. But still, you know, it's that internet fame and the psychos <laughs> that come with it that I can imagine being a little bit different because there's a bunch of people that know you for being amazing at your craft and then going into things with some young kid from YouTube. I could just imagine it being a little bit different. But in terms of your wrestling career in high school, um, just out of curiosity, because we do have a lot of like professional wrestlers on this program. I always okay. saw you as someone that could make that easy transition at this point in your life over to professional wrestling. Is that something you ever thought about? 
Uh, yeah, well, I, I've been friends with a guy named Jerry Briscoe for a long time. He used to always- That's my uh, dude, man. He's been, I gotta say, it's one of the few dudes we've had on there that's like of that era. Anyway, sorry to interrupt you. Oh yeah, no, he's great. He's he's amazing. But he always told me back in like 2006, seven, you know, when I was um, at the peak of my college wrestling fame that if he's even said, Ben, if you were 230 pounds, I could make you a million dollars a year. And, you know, I'm like, well, Jerry, I, I kind of just want to wrestle and I, I don't want to, uh, I don't want to do that type of wrestling and I'm not going to be 230 cause I'm not gonna do that many steroids. So, uh, thank you for the offer or kind of offer. Um, and then actually when I retired from my MMA career, um, they had him and Triple H having come down to the performance center in Orlando. And it was just, I was just at a point in my life where I don't want to travel all the time. Uh, I really love what I do in coaching wrestling. I got a good family. We spend a lot of time together. And so it just wasn't like something I really had a lot of desire to do. I could see that. Do you, do you still look at it as just as serious competitively? Because I know a lot of guys that have you know fought for real or where there's not a predetermined outcome. They just don't take it seriously at all. Um, you know what? I appreciate those guys for, for what they do. And when I went to the performance center, I got to do the, you know, behind the scenes for two or three days and kind of watch every part of it. Um, and it, it's something, it's obviously not competitive, but it is, it is something that takes a, a fair amount of skill to do. And it takes a lot of practice. And I got to watch them go through the practice of, you know, not just the in-ring movements, but, um, you know, the build up to it, the, the talking part of it. And all, all of those things. So um, I thought it was a blast. I, th I think those guys are very well skilled. Uh, but yeah, it's not something that uh, I'm going to get into. I can see that. And you mentioned not wanting to take steroids. <laughs> I can see that. I mean, I'm the total opposite, dude. I would take so many steroids if I could get away with it. Jesus. <laughs> well, who's testing you? You could probably do whatever you want. I Yeah, well, I guess I could probably get away with it. But people would notice. People around me, actually, I finally started working out at like 26 years old. People okay. question me instantly. They're like, Ryan, are you on steroids? I'm like, no, I'm actually trying to get my life together slightly. <laughs> But yeah. in, t in terms um, of your physique, dude, you're kicking people's asses. And I like to describe your body as that old school fighter bod, like someone yeah. that would get off like a Navy ship and break your neck with his bare hands kind of bod. You uh, know what I'm saying? Yeah. Unfortunately, I was never I never had the body of like uh, a Greek god or anything. <clears throat> um, and I was actually a fat kid. I talked about that in my book. And when I was in fifth grade, no, I'm sorry, sixth grade, I decided I didn't want to be fat anymore. I actually lost 30 pounds. Um, wow. Wait, wait, yeah. hang on. What's the story behind that? What sparked that at fifth grade? Uh, it was, I just didn't want to be fat. I wanted to be really competitive in wrestling. And I realized that like I was carrying around a lot of extra weight that wasn't really beneficial to me. And so I made my parents buy all kinds of different groceries and all kinds of stuff and uh, lost a whole bunch of weight. And I didn't get back to 130 pounds till my sophomore year in high school. Right. And at that point, I was probably like, you know, eight inches taller, like super skinny uh kid and then i kind of i kind of grew to my body after that uh but yeah never never had the big bulging muscles but i was always able to uh get out there and bring it so what do you think the secret to taking a dude that looks like he's on steroids and suplexing him and uh, dominating him in the ring what's the secret behind that i don't think the um I don't think the really like uh good looking muscles you know like bodybuilder type I don't know that it's all that conducive to fighting. Um, you know, if you just look at some of the guys who look, oh my, I mean, there was just that guy that two weeks ago that was, uh, oh my God, I don't remember what his name was. 
Anyways, everyone will say like, oh my God, this dude's so freaking gigantic and huge. I bet he's going to be a beast. And then he was not a beast at all. He was totally wimpy and didn't fight very hard. So I don't think there's a high correlation between uh, how good you look uh, with your shirt off at the beach and your your fighting skills. And, you know, if you think about some of the really elite, elite, you know, Daniel Cormier doesn't really look all that yeah. good. Uh, you know, Jan Blockowitz, um, even like, uh, Pereira isn't like huge, you know, he just is kind of a normal looking dude. And you kind of go through the list and, and a lot of them end up like that. I just think about real life. I feel like I always see the muscly dude get dropped by the guy that doesn't look like he's going to knock him out. It's the guy with the technique that, and that's different, obviously, you know, a street fight, but that's what I related to recently. I saw an Instagram post of you essentially denouncing power slapping. Yeah. I talking about how it made no sense because the person essentially couldn't defend themselves. And I agree. Yeah. But the first thing I thought then was, man, would this be good for celebrities? Celebrity slap boxing or just regular people fighting? Look, regular people like me, I can't go in there and break somebody's arm or do any type of boxing, but maybe it would work for just regular people. I would like, I would pay to see regular. Or what I'm saying is, I'd rather see celebrities slapping each other in the face. I can see. Um, hmm. <laughs> Think about it. I don't know. It's just like it's uh, it's a sport that has. And listen, I you know, like I said, I feel like I'm being semi hypocritical because I am a fighter and I, I enjoy fighting. Um, but man, they don't. They just have to stand there and just fucking wham, and they uh, take it, and it's like. Well, this is kind of sick. This is kind of sick that we're all watching this. Maybe the first time you're like, oh, man, that was wild. But then like the second or third time you're like, oh, this is kind of weird. Like, why did this person come to this point in their life where they're okay with standing still and letting someone wham as hard as they can? You know, it's like. How do you get there? How do you, how do you work your way up the ladder? I mean, I maybe if someone paid me enough money. But then it came out that, um, oh, my gosh, who was that guy? The, guy, the one guy said they – they wanted him to help him recruit, and they were offering, I think it was two thousand dollars to show up and two thousand dollars to win. Like, uh, that's wow. especially once you pay your taxes. That ain't a lot of money for getting the crap knocked out of you. Yeah, that is wild. So that's the that's over that. Yeah, definitely intriguing to think that people are paying to see it. And what's what's strange to me, like it's one thing for it to be some strange Russian league. I could see that happening in Russia, no problem. But for Dana White to be backing it up, that's what seems a little bit strange. I thought it would be such a quick flash in the pan kind of organization. I the think that's actually crazy. It's only been, what, two months? I guess it's only been a couple months, but still. It's been a couple months. So it's we'll longer see. than XFL was. Come on. <laughs> the first day. I was talking least. about like the fastest failure of all time. Oh, it was good, though. Let's be honest. <laughs> it was good back then. They had <laughs> Opie and Anthony run out and do the, the post or the, what is it, the halftime show? So very weren't they, uh, weren't they gonna bring the uh XFL back at some point? They actually did. They did and they put out the a, a second iteration a couple of years ago, and then The Rock bought it, and now The Rock is they moving what? it this year. Oh, so, so he's out there practicing right. with everybody, yeah. Oh, all right, cool. Good yeah, deal. That's right. So, I mean, for what it's worth, you can still watch the XFL, but it's not like it used to be. Like, I remember it was like NFL Blitz. People were body slamming each other. It was all types of extra violence. Can't yeah. see that anymore. We have Ben Askren in studio. We're going to go to a quick break, play some music, be back after that. Nobody go anywhere, folks. This is The Ryan Show FM, and we will return. <laughs> 
And when my time has come from staring at the barrel of a loaded my fate awaits the pearly gates above the golden sun And while they plan around their time with panoramic view A panic plan, a life askew inside for you like I'm on explosive as an atom bomb Something like an act of God, better call the Pentagon Pen a penitentiary, a bar so hard they never see like Penn and Teller Tell they better off and off and pick apart the acapella Kill it indefinitely, let it be Nothing I ever pretended to be, that is just me Never competitively, put it in quotes Live it down to the bone, I got no time for a phone Do what I know, living my life till I go Studio off to a show, live it in gold Whoa. Whoa. Connected with the supporters They wanna see me crumble They gon' have to wait a long time Cause I'm getting this money And my mental health is all fine I know who with me I know who not I know what they got I know who just running their mouth I love to talk a lot And when it's all said and done I'm a stellar man But you ain't living With the world in the palm of my hand It's not a scam Never been a flash in the pan It's that jackpot Call it precious stones, fam Flow's one of the best I'm here to stay That's indefinitely Only a few MCs challenge the pin That's for certainly Merkin these beats A gift to God and it was given to me Breaking down barriers Chopping enemies At the knees With ease I be on these hoes Blowing exotics under my shades I'm looking Japanese Messing with these lows Just know there's nowhere to go But up Cause ain't nobody out here Some more. I used to run the block, now I'm corporate Hopping out, you know it's sun when the doors lift Whole squad hide the burners Mets hat in the sky like Bobby Smurder They watch me like the chip, court side at the rucker Flow only getting tougher, she begging me to cuff her Brooklyn sweet chick, waffles with raspberry butter Wear a mink at the roller rink, middle of the summer If I can't get it done, I got soldiers with me to cover Queens get the money, we only stacking it up with Stay icy, cause get spicy She on demon time, I get her a timepiece Panic, not lit, not like me Can't get nothing by me, my mind in 2090 K-L-O-K-A by Pricey Cost money, beat the charge money Fast money, push the start money Large money, Escobar money uh, Little advice, always add spice huh. Always get the liquor with the ice I don't give a that's white Fuck a bag, any and it's all white nice uh, Dang right uh, If she tell me no I'm getting tight Look Every time you saw me I was nice ay, Every time I saw you You was light uh, Every you will look like a dyke Look uh, uh, I mean she might Might not never be my type Nah She might never be my type Look That trash, trash. I only for the hype I only for the hype Look uh. K-L-O-K-A by Pricey Cost money Beat the charge money Fast money, push the start money Large money, Escobar money 
Saying Ferg back, but I've been with the Might yeah. make a grill with Tiffany's on my gentleman's My right. drill is out in Brooklyn and they spinning it. Yeah. Pop and pop out the whip while we sipping it. Model that's precise. Tendons off the flights, keep the vision through the lights. Never blinded by the hype. Yeah. Keep the Tommy near the belly, sincere, cause I'm hype. Got a ghetto Naomi Campbell, designer with the Nikes. I'm the one talking spice. 12 year old killers with the guns and the knives. Better run for your life. Got a queen and queens and my ex a Puerto Rican spice. Harlem doing time, getting caught up with the swipes. Kalo K, A by Pricey. Cost money, beat the charge money, fast money, push the start money, large money, Escobar money. Hey boy, we got another one. Pricey. Nasha Damas, Fabio, ASAP Ferg. And we are back with yeah. MMA legend Ben Askren here on the Ryan Show FM. And Ben, we're going to get right into it. What is it that made you choose Bellator over UFC way back in the day? Being so accomplished and, you know, such a yeah, high value well, agent. It wasn't even a choice. Um, I had, you know, back in that day, they weren't really signing anyone who was zero and zero. So I actually promoted my first two fights. My third fight, I just literally put out a line to a bunch of people. I said, like, I will fight for almost free. Uh, I was complaining about the slap boxes fighting for free. But I knew I was going to beat anyone who wasn't, like, at a really high level. So I just need to get some wins under my belt in order to be picked up by a bigger organization because they weren't signing anyone who was, you know, zero and zero, one zero, that type of people. So I won my third fight. And at that point, Bellator um, reached out and it was season two when they were doing the tournament. And they said, hey, you can make 100 grand in three fights. And I thought, I've only made $400 my last fight. 100,000 in three fights. And it was three fights in three months. So I'm like, that sounds pretty damn good. Um and, you know, obviously that came with the thing. If you win it, then you are fighting for the belt and then you get a longer extended contract. Uh, but I would say my time at Bellator was pretty good. I enjoyed it. Um, it was where I was really like learning how to fight because, you know, I entered the Bellator tournament like less than a year after I started fighting. So when I started the Bellator, I didn't really know what the hell I was doing. Um, and it gave me time to kind of figure everything out. Now, ideally, after Bellator, I would have transitioned and went right to the UFC, but obviously that didn't work out, um, and, and I ended up at one championship. Um, so it wasn't really a choice in the beginning. It was more like the only offer I had was Bellator. It was uh, you know what I thought was a good offer at that point, and I was more than happy to go fight. You were like a unicorn, though, when you came into UFC, because for years, everybody wanted to see yeah. you in UFC was there a reason that you didn't wait till long I'd imagine Bellator no, was hanging was, on to you um, as long as they could like I said Dana, Dana I talk about this a lot in my book you guys okay where's my yeah. damn book oh hold on I'm gonna give that's hold what we're gonna ask for so you just that's it that's it we're okay, right here okay so this is my book the first chapter oh geez the first chapter is actually uh the trade so I I am the one and only trade that's ever happened in mixed martial arts um but so I for Demetrius Johnson, that was that was crazy when that yeah, went exactly. down. Yeah, exactly. So when, when in 2013, when I finished with Bellator, ideally I would have made a transition, went right to UFC, and Dana did not sign me at that. Did not want to sign me at the time, and yeah. everyone knew his reasons were bullshit. It was like he, uh, you know, he he hasn't competed enough. He doesn't want to fight the tough guys. He's making all these really, really stupid excuses. Um, and so I went to one championship because I did never get enough from the UFC. And then in 2017, it was just like, hey, I've been doing this for a long time. I've won everything I can win. Uh, I'm retiring. I'm done, you know? And I was actually still on a contract for uh, either one or two more bouts with one championship. Um, 
And so I told everyone when I retired, hey, if I, you know, if I have the opportunity to go fight the best guys in the world, meaning anyone who's above me, I think I was six or seven at the time, then I'll, I will unretire and do that. Um, <clears throat> I didn't know how that was going to happen uh, because it was just like the, the trades don't happen, you know. And, and it, that's how, how does that happen? Like, can, do you I, have any choice over that? Uh, no. They, well, I mean, they called me. They said, "Hey, are you good with this?" I said, "Yes, I'm more than good with it." Because that was the one thing that I wanted to do was go fight the best guys. And I hadn't had the opportunity to do that yet. Um, so you didn't demand for a trade. Because now in sports, you see these athletes demanding for trades. They'll they do anything. They more in mixed martial arts. I think it'd be so much fun. And, you know, ours happened in, in the end of 2018. That's been a long time. And they haven't done another one. And I think it's cool, right? Because wow. so, well, one of the big things about fighting is like, how would this guy do with this guy? But we never got to see them exactly. mix it up because – you know, organizational issues or, or whatever. Um, so I think, I think it'd be a good idea for, for MMA organizations to do more trading. It'd be really cool. Yeah, that would absolutely be sick. Um, so in terms of now, I mean, we just saw what happened the other night. How happy are you to see Jake Paul finally lose a fight? Oh, I didn't really care. No, I try not to waste any mental energy on things that aren't actually going to affect my life. And um, Jake Paul winning or losing doesn't really affect my life. So uh, I heard he lost. I heard it was relatively competitive, I guess, is what people said. Um, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see where he goes from here. Well, I'm excited to see what you're, you've got going on. You're going to be teaching kids. We've got, we've got the book coming out. So yeah. now that you have this book out, what's an unexpected result of sitting there and putting together – your life's work inside of a inside of a, a piece of paper, or many pieces yeah, of paper. Yeah. That's incredible in itself. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I had a good time writing it. It was uh, the guy who was my ghostwriter who worked with me on Chuck Mendenhall. He's awesome. So he was really fun, and he has a lot of knowledge about the history of mixed martial arts. Um, and he was able just to kind of capture my voice so well. I was like so impressed by how good he is at it. Um, and those it was just fun, kind of going back. And there's even like some stories that you. Like you forget, and then you just, you know, by talking and talking and talking through it, you kind of dig them up. You're like, oh man, I forgot that happened. And, you know, even there's certain things that were like really pivotal in your life. You know, like one, there was this one where uh, I told, I didn't even put this on the book. I remember after the book was already out, um, where a coach essentially said he watched my film and he said, hey, this guy's never going to be a good college wrestler. You know, and then I was like, the best college wrestler. And it was, I kind of used it as a story to tell kids, like, look, even when at that point I was 17, even when I was 17 and a college recruiter looked at my film and this is a, this isn't a jackass on, on Twitter, right? This is a college recruiter. He knows what he's doing yeah, exactly. and he still says, Hey, that guy's not very good. And you know, I ended up being the best. So like See that? you can make a huge amount of progress later in, in your careers. How does that not make the book? I don't know. That's, like a, know that's a huge yeah. motivator. I had told that story a whole bunch and then maybe I just hadn't told in a while. And I just like, kind of forgot about it. And then, yeah, there's actually a place where it would have fit really perfectly. And I, I don't know. I just blanked it out. All of the greats have that story from Paul McCartney to Michael Jordan to Ben Askren. Now, reflecting that you've written all this yeah. stuff down, is there something that you wish you had done or something that you now have to do after putting all that down no. on paper? Do you look back and think, damn, this I got to do this now? No, I mean, honestly, I, I, do, I look back and I think, wow, I had such a great career. Um, it turned out, everything turned out so well, even though you know, it wasn't perfect, it wasn't undefeated, but it was really, really good. Um, and I, I mean, I think the one thing that I wish would have happened, but again, I have no control over it, so it's not really worth thinking all that much about 
Oh, is that, I hear my daughter cry. Oh, is that uh, I wish I would have gotten to go to the UFC in 2013. Mm. Yeah, when, when I when I initially left Bellator, that would have been really ideal. For MMA fans, I'm sure we all feel the same way. Yeah. To see yeah, Ben Askren. That would have been awesome. But you, know, you can't time travel, and it didn't happen. I wish it would have happened. Um, and that was really the one. All right. Well, Ben, I appreciate your time. It's been an honor to sit down with you. And, oh, hey, what's up? I guess the parents. There we go. Annie, what do you want to say? Hey, she's got her gymnastics Hi. outfit on. Nice. Andy's there funny. We go. You want to tell him a joke, Andy? You don't want to tell him a joke? Break a joke. We need a joke. It's a comedy show. Oh, I'm not funny God. enough tonight. Come on, Andy Cat. Oh, she's usually pretty funny. Um, yeah, I appreciate you having me on. You guys, can, everyone can check out my book. You know, I really go through the process of how, you know, I went from um, a, a not very good wrestler slash athlete to someone who achieved it at a really high level. I kind of try to talk about my thought process all the way through that from the beginning to the end. Um, and then obviously at the end, I was, you know, unfortunately at the end I had to deal with some failure and then how, you know, how I dealt with failure and how I moved on. And, um, you know, I think, I think I did it in a really healthy way where I just, I moved forward in my life and I have other things that I really enjoy doing and want to work on. And you handled it well, that's for sure. Very humble teaching the kids. And I see you giving uh, good lessons down to the kids because that's what it really comes down to is how do you handle the losses and the failures? Yes. That's when you really see somebody. They're going to happen in your life. Everyone's going to have them. Sometimes it's not till you're much older. Luckily, you went a long time without a loss. So, Ben, appreciate you very much. Everybody, don't go nowhere. We've got Greg Vaughn coming next. MLB preview on the way. We'll see you soon, folks.
Ryan Burnell speaking, which means only one thing. 
You're listening to The Ryan Show FM, and this is the return of Greg Vaughn. Out goes Ben Askren, knocked out of here. No pun intended. Love Ben Askren, by the way. <laughs> and in comes Greg Vaughn. Man, it's good to have you back. Hey, Ryan, you know, it's always good to be on your show, man. Good to see you. You know, you know, makes me reminisce about all those good times we had. You know, just, yeah, it's always good to see your face, man. Good sure. times, both virtually. You you make appearances on the show all the time at this point, a true regular of the show, but also in real life. Mr. Cheeks and I took that flight out to Vegas, went and visited you at your at your place that you own, Restore. I wear this shirt all the time, by the way. Tell us a little bit more really quick before we get into it about Restore and what you have going on out there in Vegas. Well, you know, it's a hyper wellness center. You know, it's a one-stop shop, you know. It's all about recovery, you know, and it's not just yeah. for the athlete. It's, it's for it's for everybody. You know, it's a way of life now, especially after COVID, you know, uh, you know, you know, especially these millennials and, and people your age, you know, you know, it's all about health. And I think, you know, it's a good thing. It's a good thing for everyone to think about health. You know, we have cryo, we have hyperbaric chambers, we have red light therapy, we have IVs, we have uh, ultra red saunas. Uh, so it's a. Uh, the compression, you know, every IV you can think of, you know, from NAD plus to, to all of it. And all of it's legal, you know what I mean? It's all vitamins. But it's a way to, you know, to keep you on your feet and keep you going so you can get your maximize, maximize your, your workout and your routine and, and just your, your daily life and do it in a timely fashion, you know. And, you know, we have estheticians with cryofacial, body sculpting. We, we have it all, one-stop shop. And, uh, you know, it, it's something that, I wish I would have had instead of those cold tubs. You know, that's all we had in trainers. You know what I mean? That's what I was going to say. That's why athletes now are able to reach some of these heights because of the recovery process. Oh, no doubt for sure, man. I mean, you know, the knowledge and the, uh, and the know with all that we have now about our body, you know, it goes back to James Harrison saying he spent, you know, up to $500,000 a year, on his body, you know, so, you know, he got the ultimate uh, performance out of himself. And, you, you know, look at LeBron, you know, look, look what he's yeah. been able to do as, except for, you know, hurting his foot yesterday. But yeah, besides that, I, you know, you know, to play 20 something years in the NBA and to, you know, play at the level that he plays at, I mean, you know, his, his team's important. You look at Tom Brady, you look, you know, look at all the guys now, man, you know, they're able to tra uh, travel and have, you know, a team to keep them on the field and tell them what they need every single day. And, then, you know, all that's a good thing, man. When you're talking about prolonging life and maximize the ability of your life to the fullest, all those things are good. What gets me, though, Greg, is the contrast between some of these guys that last forever. You see, like, a Bartolo Colon out there still kicking. Like, I don't know what that guy's on, but he was still out there. And then you see guys like Nolan Ryan back in the day. I know he could throw the ball about 150 miles an hour, <laughs> but still, yeah, there's definitely more people. Now you look at the Mets just signing Verlander for two years and it's not even crazy. I know he just won the Cy Young award, but I remember when the Mets had signed Pedro, there was a little bit of a decline there. What do you think is going to happen as we go into this season, by the way, with this Verlander signing, now he's playing for the New York Mets. You think we're going to see him have just as much success playing in the national league? Yeah, yeah. You know what? Who knows, man? You know what? Like I said, these guys take care of themselves. You know, they have all the information. But not, not only that, but the teams. You know, the organizations, they're, they're set up for these guys to succeed. You know, they have sleep rooms. You know what I mean? 
You know, sleep we probably sleep on the training table. Yeah, sleep rooms. They have all types of rooms for these guys to, you know, maximize their, their ability. You know, what the hell is a sleep them. room? Why have I never heard about this? What's a hey, sleep room? Hey, hey, it's pitch black, man. It's the ultimate sleep, I guess. You know, and uh, I, 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 I don't know. Like I said, they don't left. You know, there's no stone unturned. You know what I mean? It's a, it's it's definitely you know every stone is, is thought about. You know they, you know from the, you know the little things. You know to you know even in minor league ball. You know with me it was. You know, we had soup and orange slices and peanut butter. It was a place you didn't want to stay. Now minor league ball, you know, they eat like big leaguers, you know. So it's, you know, what are they trying to get out? You know, that is the big leagues for some guys. You know what I mean? So, yeah. like I said, no, no stones left unturned. You know, they, they have rest days now. That's why, you know, like I respect Manny Machado so much because Manny doesn't take days off. Manny plays every single day. So people talk about, you know, the contracts and contract extension. Manny deserves all of it, man. He plays every single day. He goes out there and the best third baseman or, you know, top two. And, you know, he could have been MVP any of these last three or four years. I mean, you know what you're getting every single day out of him. And he leads and he plays hard. And, you know, he plays with a passion. You know, that's why, you know, when people boo you, that's a sense of respect. You know what I mean? For sure. Yeah, he's one of the, like, for me, I always like guys that have an attitude and just say it how they're, really more important, just say it how it is. And they're not afraid to say what's on their mind. And a great play for him to not even really do it in an angry way. We see what athletes are doing these ways, forcing their way out of town. Just said what he wanted, and he received it. Like you said, he damn well deserves it. He can do it all. I can't believe that he's only a two-time gold glove winner. I was looking at that today. Because he's always making just incredible plays forever at third base. Now, do you think that a guy that is playing every day has a greater risk of getting hurt? And now he signed this 11-year contract. What are your thoughts on the length of the contract? You know, good for him. You know what? Because so many times, you know, a player does get hurt or, you know, you don't get a 11-year contract. You get a two-year contract. And, you know, you get up there in age. You know, you know, you don't, you're not a pitcher and, you know, you get to, you know, mid thirties and they release you. So, you know, I'm, if the owners couldn't afford it, if the organizations, if the game couldn't afford it, the contracts would not be what they are. And, you know, I tell people all the time, you know, Oprah makes what she makes, you know, Sylvester Stallone makes what he makes, you know, you know, they're all, we're all entertainers, yeah. but our, you know, our life expectancy is so much shorter then, you know, those people I just mentioned, you know, it's a situation where, you know, we have to maximize and get our everything we can get. And, you know, the years that they're going to give us because those extra after this, you know, after it's all over with, you know, they, especially people of color, they forget about us a little bit. You know what I mean? It's just throw you to the side and, you know, thank you for your service. They paid us, you know, so no hard feelings. But at the same time, you know, I'm not mad at anybody, man, making what they make. You know, if they couldn't afford to pay it, they wouldn't pay it. Just feel like the MLB is horrible at marketing their players. On a different note, you mentioned them forgetting some of these guys that have such lore around them: Ken Griffey Jr., Barry Bonds. It doesn't matter whether or not they have these allegations of whatever or not against them. There's just no money that goes into preserving their amazing legacy. Guys like yourself, 
even some of the Yankee greats back in the day, where you, whereas you look at the NBA, they do such a good job, even the NFL, and just putting a spotlight on some of the greats of the past. I feel like the MLB does a piss poor job in that, from the outside looking in at least. Well, I appreciate you for saying that, but you know, baseball is, you know, it's not, you know, it's not hip hop. It's not the culture, you know, you know, as you look at minor league baseball now, you look at the last, you know, couple of drafts, you see all the people of color getting drafted. So baseball was prominent in the black African-American communities growing up. And it's, it's, we're slowly, but surely trying to get back there, you know, CC, you know, Marquise Grissom, you know, I mean, Jerry Manuel. I mean, you got so many guys trying to to preserve, you know, the culture that we had in the history of the game. And we're, we're slowly starting to get back into it. But I know playing Little League in California and having two boys and, I mean, just to join the team is, you know, $500, you know, and then you play a travel wow. team, that's another three or $4,000, you know, and, you know, that, that prices us out a lot of the time, you know, so if we don't have organizations, you know, which MLB is trying to, trying to do a better job at of trying to create leagues and organizations to help the, you know, the kids of color, you know, the African-Americans and, you know, it's slowly starting to change a little bit, you know, so hopefully in the next few years, we'll start to see not only players, but you'll start to see more managers, you know, Dusty Baker, you know, that's the Godfather. He's from my hometown and, you know, you got him and, you know, Dave Roberts is the only two and you got a handful of coaches, you know, on staff. So it's, it's not only the players, but like you said, there's a lot of guys that I was taught, I was taught by, you know, former major league players, you know, whether it's Ben Ogilvie or Cecil Cooper, you know, you know, it was, it was, it was people that played the game and it, and it definitely is a benefit from having them teach you how to play. You know what it seems to me once again, from outside looking in, just a fan growing up in the nineties or whatnot, I feel like baseball was cool back in the sixties. Baseball was cool in the seventies. Reggie Jackson baseball was cool in the 80s 86 Mets wild boys like we we looked at baseball players as cool 90s home run race guys like yourself Sosa McGuire there was just a pop culture flair to it that it seems to fail to capture in this day and age for whatever reason and it is basketball as you know sometimes it might seem they whine and complain a bit but that seems to be where like the coolness is basketball football but the the lore of American baseball, you know, up until like the mid 2000s, that's just where it was at. So I feel like maybe it is that there needs to be an influx of African American players to make it more cool. I don't know what it is, but even even without race, I feel like there was just a certain element of coolness to it that and charisma that a lot of these baseball players had that they just don't seem to have in this day and age. Well, like, like I said, I think it's starting to get back. You know, we're starting to get back there. I wouldn't say I mean, we have a long way to go for sure. I mean, but like I said, you know, we weren't playing little league. You know, our little leagues would fold. You know, we'd have four or five teams. You know, everyone moved to the suburbs, and we were still stuck in the city, and our little leagues would go away. You know, so you know, then you had four or five dads coaching, so you got three or four positions for everybody else. You know, and you know, you know, why am I going to sit out here for four about four hours and have to do the field and not play? You know, play two innings. You know what I mean? It's unfortunately baseball is one of those sports, man. I I still see it to this day, and I see it in high school. I see it 
in college, it's, you know, it's, it's like some sense of keeping us down. You know what I mean? They don't yeah. let us be ourselves. Yes. They, yes. They, they don't let us be ourselves. They're doing at, it now the with the rule level. changes. They're even now with the rule changes. Okay. So Greg, have you seen the Savannah bananas? Do you know what I'm talking yes, about? The Savannah bananas. Yeah. It's entertaining as hell. I love it. They've got MLB legends. Hopefully like yourself. Is there any chance we're going to see you as a Savannah banana, by the way? Uh, uh, probably not. Savannah's probably the, it's the hottest place I've ever been in my life too. <laughs> but but I'm, I'm not going to be a Savannah banana. Sure. I know they my just body, had Johnny David out it. there for like an at bat. They're like, bring guys on for like day contracts, whatever. But it's cool, and it goes viral, and the kids want to see it. They're out there dancing. They have the umpire dancing. I'm not saying that the MLB should be or MLB should be doing anything like this, but for them to put shot clocks on, you saw how the Braves game ended just the other day. The Braves Red Sox game ends in a shot clock violation. That's not cool. When I go to a baseball game, I want to be hammered. I want to be enjoying myself. I want to just take it all in. You know what I'm saying? I'm there for the peanuts and the cracker jacks. I don't care if I if I ever go back, you know. And now they're just making it so that it's it's so they take the personality out of it when they when they force more rules on things. How do you feel about these new rule changes? You know, they've been making them for years, you know. And uh, I, I don't know. I the one rule I wish we would have had was start with a man on second base in extra innings. You know, that would have gave. <laughs> oh my god! That, 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 that would have been lovely. You know what I mean? Wait, but, so you so you so, like that rule as a player, as a former player? You you? Think- no, I don't like it. But I, 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 that's one that I would like, though. I would like that rule because should I get a chance to come up with a guy on second base and end the game like that? that that's that's lovely. Yeah, I guess you know as I mean? a hitter, <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you're Greg Vaughn, that's a yeah. good rule. But if you're watching the game, it's the worst thing ever. I'm sorry, I, I it's yeah. crazy to me. Yeah, you know, like, like I said, it's. You know, I'm sure, you know, baseball has their reasons for what they do, you know, uh, just like everyone else. We'll see if it speeds up the game, you know, because everything else they tried to do didn't really work as far as speeding up the game. You know, uh, we'll see what happens with with that. I just, you know, now with the, the clock, it's just not going to affect the bad teams because a lot of times they make a lot of rule changes, but they only affect the bad teams because that's when they – they apply those rules, you know, they pick and choose to bring them out. So this way, you know, there'll be some parity where everyone have to, you know, go by the same rule. You know, uh, Manny's first at bat the other day, he had strike one because he took too long to get in the box. So, yeah, you, the- you know what I mean? Crazy. I, I just don't, I, you know, you know, as a player, I like the National League a lot better than American League back then because Everything was faster. The game was a faster-paced game, and I like that. But we'll see how it works. You know, uh, I think what the pitcher has eight seconds to, or nine seconds, or something to come up and get ready to throw a pitch after the hitter's ready, or something like that. So I don't. We'll, we'll see. You know what? You know the bigger bases. I, I I don't know. You know I don't. I don't know how a bigger base is that going to create more offense because the guy's going to be safer. You know, safe on that bang bang play. You know, is, is, are the calls going to go more offensive? I, I, I don't know. There's you know, pickoff changes. Um, you know, you know <laughs> what it really is that uh, to me, it's just that it, it changes the definition of the game. Something like putting a runner on second base in extra innings. We're we're taught in little league uh, about extra innings, and that's just a major rule change to me. Even the shot clock, I kind of understand in terms of television time, whatever. I still don't agree with it at all. 
I love watching the stare downs. Like, that's all part of the game to me. Like, it's not like we're there to watch a high paced game. I don't know. I guess like that's just a state of mind in, uh, that I'm going into when I'm watching the baseball game. Um, but yeah, to me, it's changing the the substance of the game when you're making such a major rule change. I feel like there's got to be some more mild rule changes that could be made that'll still speed up the game. But hey, what do I know? Well, you, I'm just some idiot on the radio. No, but you're a historian of baseball. You know what I mean? You, you love the game of baseball, so you love the history of baseball. So anytime we see a change, it has to make sense. And exactly. for a lot of people, it doesn't make sense. You know, for some people... It does make sense. You know, some pitchers like to work fast and, you know, make the the batter a little bit more uncomfortable, you know, where some guys like to take exactly. a long time getting in the box, you know, to, you know, you know, the ruffle the feathers of a pitcher. But, you know, we'll see. But you got to remember, too, I think the most important thing is even when I played, we were ready to go and we couldn't go yet because they had to wait for the commercials to get done and for them to come back. Wow. That's the part that's being left out. You know what I mean? It's it's that part. You know, hold on, you guys can't throw a pitch yet. You know, or don't get in the box yet. We're not back. That's you know, you crazy. I don't, you don't think you about another, that. Yeah, that's crazy. You, you got another 30, 30, 40 seconds to come back from a commercial. Damn. So there were some guys that it, you just must have been frightened going up against. I don't know about you, but I remember being a kid and being horrified by Randy Johnson. Just seeing him standing up there and he's throwing the ball, that sidearm could just whip you in the face at any time. It looks so fast. So before we go to a quick break, I must ask, what was it like hitting against Randy Johnson? You know, Randy was tough, man, but I, you know, I'm, I'm from South Sacramento. He put his pants on like I did. You know, worst case scenario, I got hit by the ball. You know what I mean? Love that. He put one leg at a time in his pants just like I did. And, you know, intimidation is a big part of the game, but. You know, hitters, we try to intimidate too, you know what I mean? And so it's a situation where, you know, I think everyone has a little bit of fear or butterflies, whatever it is, that motivates them. But you definitely definitely can't show weakness, you know what I mean? I got to pray on that. Never. Never. Hell no. So there was no, no pitcher ever. Instead, you were the one that was delivering fear into the pitcher. I like that answer. Well, I tried to. You know, just as, you know, there's a lot of pitchers that probably say, facing him, he struck no fear into me. Also, you know what I yeah. mean? So, you know, it's uh, it's just one of those things I'm not going to ever admit to. Was I comfortable <laughs> against everybody? No. But was I scared? Probably not. <laughs> and there's your answer. We got Greg Vaughn here on the Ryan Chauffeur. I don't know. We've lost track how many times at this point, but don't go anywhere because we will both <laughs> be back. Good music on the way, folks. Let's get it. What's up, party people? Ryan Vernell here. Fun fact. If I spend money on food, there's only one place I do so outside of Trader Joe's. That's the rolling joint food truck. Why? Because it's the greatest food I've ever tasted in my life. I prayed to God asking for a cheese sauce and God delivered. Dope sauce. It's the greatest sauce you'll ever taste in your life. Mix it with bacon jam. You've got yourself a full body orgasm. The rolling joint food truck is located at 3333 Sunrise Highway in Wontog. Where is that? Right off of Sunrise Highway 27. Head west. It's on the right side of the road. You can't miss them. A big green food truck with weed leaves all over it and flags just announcing that they're huge potheads and that they're obviously making the greatest food ever. When you stop by, give my personal favorite sandwich there a try. That's the hippie chicken, a chicken sandwich deep fried and coated in corn pops. It's insane. All my Long Island people meet us at the Rolling Joint Food Truck, 3333 Sunrise Highway in Wontog. That's Friday and Saturday, 5.30 p.m. till 12.30 a.m. and Sunday, 5.30 p.m. to 11.30 p.m. Let's smoke, fly, and I'll see you there. 
Hello, folks. If you're anything like me, you're probably not very cultured, and when it comes to hanging up art on the wall, you don't know where to begin. Well, look no further. MasachiArt.com has exactly what you're looking for. Jimmy Masachi is one of the few humans on Earth that can capture that urban hip-hop energy and turn it into a painting. Take it from me, I have it hanging on the walls in the Hamptons, scaring the hell out of people. Don't believe me? Go to MasachiArt.com, and right now, enter in a chance to win some free Masachi Art hoodies by going to the Ryan Show Instagram story and at MasachiArt on Instagram for more details. Now, let's get back to our regular schedule programming this episode of the ryan show fm is brought to you by grunt works meat company a veteran-owned meat distribution company that is dedicated to providing high quality meats at affordable prices at grunt works we believe that those who put themselves on the front lines for our country deserve to be compensated fairly that's why we offer prices that are competitive yet still allow us to make a profit we pass on those savings to veterans and all those who don't get the recognition they deserve so if you want to support a veteran-owned business and get the best deal on your meat look no further than grunt works meat company we've got you covered from beef and chicken to pork and seafood thank you for choosing grunt works Sugar got me high in five octaves. 
Black Betty Shabazz, best bags, exotic stones. These young women, they admire your tone. Whether the scarf or the hijab, cash or the tadab. Whatever makes you happy, just throw it in the bazag. Me and you was like a peaches and herb collab. Hugged up, looking at the stars from the bazag. Conquer, it's war, allow us to escape hell, glow spinning bomb, pocket 
full of shells out the sky, golden arms. Tune spit mortal combat sound. The fake ball step make the blood stain the ground. A jungle junkie, vigilante tantrum. A death kiss, catwalk, squeeze another anthem. Hold it for ransom. Tranquilize with anesthesia. My orchestra, graceful music ballerinas. My music, Sicily, rich California smell. An axe kill adventure, paint a picture well. I sing a song from Sing Sing, sipping on Jing Sing. Righteous wax, chaperone, rotating ring. Watch on the wooden soldiers. Decipher punks couldn't hold us. A thousand men rushing in, not one. We're sober, perpendicular to the square We stand gold like flare, escape from your dragon's lair In particular, my beast travel like a vortex Through your spine to the top of your cerebral cortex Make you feel like you busting up from war Enter through your right ventricle, clog up your bloodstream Hot terminal like Grand Central Station Program fat baselines on ovation Getting drunk like a f- I'm ducking five-year probation War of the masses, the outcome disastrous Many of the victim families saved the ashes A million names on walls engraved in plaques Those who went back received penalties for the acts Another heart is torn as close ones mourn Those who strayed the track renders helpless and suffers from multiple stab wounds and leaks sounds that's heard 93 million miles away from came one to represent the nation this is a gathering of the masses that come to pay respects to the Wu-Tang Clan as we engage in battle the crowd now screams in rage the high chief Jamel Ari takes the stage light is provided through sparks of energy from the mind that travels in rhyme form giving sight to the blind the dumb are mostly Intrigued by the drum, death only one can save self from this relentless attack of the track spares none. Yo, 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 that look at all these crab niggas laid back, lamping light and gray and black boom is on my man's rack. Was tossing your drink, you had a navy green Solomon the fiend. Never heard you scream, you two faces, scum of the slump. I got your whole body numb, blowing like Shalimar in 81. Sound convincing, thousand dollar cork pop convincing. Hands like Sonny Liston, get fly permission, hold the fuck up. I'll fasten your wig, bad luck. I humiliate, separate the English from the Dutch. It's me, black noble Juwali. Came of threes, we like the Genovese. Sad so, season these degrees. It's Earth, 93 million miles from the first rough turbulence. The way burst, split the megahertz. Hey yo, that's amazing, gun in your mouth, so verbal. Foul hawk, connect thoughts to make my man chow walk. Swift notarizer, blue tank, all up in the high riser. New York gang visor, word tranquilizer, just a dosage. Delegate my clan with explosives. While my pen blow lines ferocious. Mediterranean, see y'all, the number one draft pick. Say down the beat guard, the delegate, the guard, the seagull, the swift chancellor. Flex the white gold tarantula. Track truck diesel, play the weed guard. Substantial, max mostly. Undivided, then sliding. Sickening, guaranteed, made him jump like Rod Strickland. Gamble with your own life and lose it. Hard for non-believers Why you tell me to dumb it down for these bottom feeders? Cause a boss can't talk to these underachievers It's feel intimidated in the presence of leaders Salute, I'm in my own zone Wild like a group home Disrespect they aura on they tombstones Got light, I want to blast you in my headphones Put ten in your back like you close to the end zone A.R. Mahdi, Fidel Cashflow Watch for them snakes, gotta keep that grass low Cause I'm about my business like Malcolm Castro You see me on the block going hard for that cash flow Nightmares of bloody money, I can't even sleep Gun in your mouth for making a swallow his teeth And can't bring your kids to school cause a nigga got beef Are you the same that I call the police? Uh. Queen's finest is more than music. We getting money in these streets. 
don't confuse it. And you should never carry heat if you're scared to use it. When you gamble with your life, you can end up losing. Uh, Queen's finest is more than music. We getting money in these streets, don't confuse it. And you should never carry heat if you're scared to use it. When you gamble with your life, you yo, can end up yo. losing. God bless my connect and all of my brave men. I rhyme like it came from the mind of West Craven. Before I caught the house, I used to beg in the days in. Learn from my OG, don't no fake friends. Whatever works, you in the presence of experts. Jury that I rock or make a neck hurt. Now look, this my network, can't touch like an outburst. Miss you, kill you, the doctor and the damn nurse. I like an extended clip for all those locked in and spit oxycotton. Respect my doctor. Or you can see me by the water when the cocaine docking. Kingpin stay in the circle of real live men. A spine with a strange force, y'all need to honor more. I break the pockets like the voice of child support. Is it cocaine or alcohol? Zanny's an Adderall. I sleep with the hammer, I'm forbidden to take a loss. Uh, Queen's finest is more than music. We getting money in these streets, don't confuse it. And you should never carry heat if you're scared to use it. When you gamble with your life, you can end up losing. Uh, Queen's finest is more than music. We getting money in these streets, don't confuse it. And you should never carry heat if you're scared to use it. When you gamble with your life, you can end up losing. have returned welcome to another edition of the ryan show fm i sit here with mlb legend greg vaughn and we are getting ready for this season to finally begin do i really have to even ask you mr vaughn who i think or who you think is going to take home the championship this year because your team is looking pretty goddamn stacked i must say yeah you know i i played on five teams so i have five teams but no but i thought you were a padres i thought last time we discussed this I thought your heart lies in San Diego. My heart always lies in Northern California, San Francisco. But baseball-wise, you know, I'm not a fool. You look at what the Padres did. You're Padres. You you are from the Padres team. (laughs) These guys have yet to dethrone you guys. Yeah, they. But I tell you what, they got they got a pretty good chance to. I mean, you know, all the key pieces. You know, they're not holding back at all. They want to. You know. Siler family wants to bring San Diego that world championship trophy that, you know, no one's ever brought there. You know, no one's ever brought a world series or a championship trophy to San Diego. You know, now that with the Chargers being in LA, you know, that won't happen. So, you know, the Padres are the only bet to, to do that. And they're all in. And man, it looks scary from the other side. You know what I mean? I mean, to face that every single day, and not just, I mean, that's a, that's a hell of a team they put together. You know what I mean? And, but you know, like you said, you have the Mets, you know, baseball is a funny game. The ball has to bounce the right way. Right. You have to have the right breaks. You have to have guys not get hurt. You know what I mean? And so there's a lot of things and, you know, you have to, you have to get say a handful of calls, you know, during the course of a season to go your way too. You know, it's just like, you know, a flag in football, you know, it's uh you know, I'm a 49er fan, you know, and Ooh. you know, that that, 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 that fourth and three call that, that we didn't get, you know what I mean? But I'm also, a, you know, a Patrick Mahomes fan, you know, played with his dad. He's a great kid. And I'm also a Jalen Hurts fan because of the way he represents the guy and the way he goes about his business. And like he said, you know, he, his life is special before football and, you know, and he plays that way, you know, yeah. you know, he, you know, he's playing, he's playing for a, 
the highest power of them all, you know, and he's not yeah. down here. And so, you know, he's not worried about anything. And that's the way it should be. He's a good, now he's an excellent example and good example of role models. And we'll see what the media and everyone does with him because how can you not want your son to be like that? Yeah, or for follow, sure. Or follow his morals. Not be like that because I believe the mother and father are instrumental in playing a part in forming of what, you know, a kid is going to become. But, yeah. you know, having people to look up to, you know, it's... Now, you're referring to, to Pat or to Jalen right now? Both. To both. Bo okay. Because there's a contrast between Pat Mahomes and his brother. His brother's on TikTok <laughs> dancing. Kid's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They did yeah, something right with... You know what? They're both good yeah. kids, though. Let's be honest. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know what? One loved to play football. The other one wanted to do something. You know, he's more artsy. He wanted to be a dancer. And, he, exactly. You know, he wants yes. You know all of it's okay, and all of it's okay. And he you found a I mean? way to like. Let's be honest. There's a lot of brothers and sisters of athletes that aren't that creative as to come up with a good TikTok dance and do it on the field. <laughs> no, there, there, there's not. You know, hey, like I said, you know, their dad didn't raise no fool. You know what I mean? Or mama didn't raise no fool. They, you know, he seen he seen the opening and he took it. I love you Pat know? Mahomes. Pat Mahomes senior, out there chomping right. on those cigars, and then. Just what great viral moments that are created. So much love for his son. You just see how much he loves his son, how proud he is of his son. It's a beautiful day. Yeah, I mean, he's just he's a real person, man. And like, like I said, in the era that we came up, there were a lot of good African-American fathers and, and, and big brothers to us that didn't necessarily come from our family. You know what I mean? I mm. could go down the list from Ricky Henderson to Dave Winfield to Dave Parker to Willie Randolph to Glenn Braggs to Mike Felder to Robin Young. Paul Mahler, I mean, I can go down the list, you know, yeah. rest in peace, Sal Battle, Tony Graham, rest in peace. You know, it, it's, it's, there's just so many, you know what I mean? But we had somewhere to, to go. We have people to embrace us. You know what I mean? Kevin yeah. Mitchell and all those guys, you, you know what I mean? It, it was Eric Davis. It was just, we had people that look like us that know what we're going to go through. They were able to help us go through it in a, easier sort of fashion than they had to experience it baseball dads tend to be good dads look at all the juniors that made it now oh, that made it then we speak yeah. we've got one on the padres right now fernando tatis jr all right so let's backtrack a little bit to the padres here we've got manny machado now signed for years i was hoping so bad that he would be a yankee so i could rub it in your face greg Camp <laughs> I was so hoping that he was going to be a Yankee. I thought it would happen. We do have a great crop of young guys, but Machado to the Padres, to me, that's the scariest move of them all because I, I thought that for sure he would be leaving in the offseason, but now he's there alongside of Juan Soto, who, by the way, I think might have the sweetest swing in baseball right now. Who do you think has the sweetest swing in baseball right now? I mean, there's so many good swings, man. I you know, it's, it, it all depends on what you think. Optically. You know, there's all, but, but you, you, okay, optically it has to be a left-hander because mm, their swings always yep. look from junior to, you know, you know, all the lefties, man, they just always had great swings, you know. Uh, Bonds. But, yeah, yeah, all of them. Like I said, you, I mean, how many people when they say great swing, they have to say great right-handed swing. But when yeah. you're referring to a swing, exactly, it's usually a left-handed hit. It's, it's usually a left-handed hitter. You know what I mean? It's uh so you know, yeah, Soto Soto has to be right there, man. But Otani, I mean, he, I mean, he has a great swing too. And then he gets on the mound and throws a hundred. Uh, I wonder how yeah. much it's going to cost to keep him. 
I wonder how much Ooh. it's going to cost to keep his services. 500 like mil. The Yankees, will probably get, the Yankees will probably get him. There you go. I don't know about I mean, I would love that. But they're going to either – I would imagine that they would trade him. You can't just let someone like Otani walk away, right? How's that going to work? Like, you can't just he, – he If he's not going to resign – If he's not going to resign, they're going to trade him, but he'll still be a free agent at the end of the year. Mm, so he, he can he, you know what I mean? still walk from somewhere. Yeah, that does tend to happen more in baseball. Yeah, so let's see. We've got Machado – Soto, just looking at the lineup right now, the Padres, absolutely insane. I guess we'll see what happens. Um, so you were actually a part of the 1998 home run race. When people remember it, it was you that was, especially in the beginning, it was you were a huge part of that whole entire race. And finally, this year, Aaron Judge as the American League home run record, right? All this talk of, oh, he's the real home run king. I refuse to believe it. I will always consider Barry Bonds the home run king far and away. I've been watching baseball forever. To me, he's probably the greatest baseball player ever. I know you probably don't think so because you were competing with the man. But for what it's worth, how serious do you take that Aaron Judge home run record? What do you have to say to all of these people that are trying to denounce all of these guys that came before him? Uh, no, it, it, you know, I got much love for Barry. I'm telling you, she, Barry, he was our – Willie Mays at the time, you know what I mean? Who was his godfather? He could do he could do it all. I mean, Barry Barry, Barry could do everything on the baseball field. There's only a few guys that I can say I played with a lot of great players and against a lot of great players, but there's a few guys that can do it all. I mean, you're talking about Ricky Henderson, you're talking about Barry, you're talking about Willie Mays, you're talking about Roberto uh, Alomar. I mean, I mean, there's some, some guys could do anything they wanted on a baseball field. You're talking about Junior, Ken Griffey Jr. You, you know, and then there's a lot of all the rest of us that were pretty good, and there's a lot of guys that were special there in that Hall of Fame too, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, but there were some guys that just could do everything. There was no weakness. Mike Trout, I mean, he's another one, you yeah. know what I mean? You know, could do everything. So... You know, Aaron Judge, I mean, what can you say? You can't take anything away from that. You know what I mean? The, the man did what he was supposed to do. And plus, he's another great example for, for baseball. Yeah. You know, I mean, he, he says the right thing. He does the right thing. He carries himself with integrity and dignity. And, you know. He knows what team to play for. And, well, yeah. He makes yeah, the right choices the free agency. <laughs> <laughs> well, he didn't have a choice coming out of college. But then he got to, he had a choice when they put. You know, when he got his bag this, this past winter, you know what I mean? <laughs> Strong <laughs> on us as much as he could. <laughs> yeah, yeah he, had, he had a choice when he got his bag, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And, you know, so I think baseball's in a good place. You know, I'm not going to put Aaron against Barry because, like I said, Barry can go two weeks without getting just getting one pitch, and that one pitch was loud, man. He didn't miss it. It was loud. It was loud. Gary Sheffield's another one. My baby brother, he's another one, man, can do anything on the baseball field. He was a beast. And I don't know how he's not on the Hall of Fame. I mean, you got to get 500 home runs, 500 doubles, and you're not in the Hall of Fame. Nobody takes the Hall of Fame as serious anymore. It just is what it is. Until they start letting people in that truly deserve to be there, like Gary Sheffield, Pete Rose, Barry Bonds, A-Rod. I don't care what anybody says. And I'm sure most fans would agree. It's just the, you know, I don't want to get, I don't want to have you bad mouth in this damn commissioner. But man, us fans are just not happy. Let's be honest here. We're, we love the product on the field. Some of the, some great, amazing players, like you say, Mike Trout, 
We're talking about all these great Padres. There's all these great players out here now. But it's up to the MLB to market it and not ruin the game at this point. But Well, I think with social, I think with social media now, players are their own brand. Yeah, that's themselves. for damn sure. Yeah. You, you, you know, they're yeah, you know, they're like, you know, they're gonna maximize their earning power too by you know being their own brand. They're owning their own brand. They're not gonna let someone else own it now. You know, so yeah. whether MLB, you know, does it or not, we know who they are. We see them. You know what I mean? Yep. We we see them. You know, like I said, you guys Lindor, man, you guys in, in New York, you guys got a lot of good players, man. It, on yeah. both sides, you know, NL, NL and in the American League, you know what I mean? And it's uh, – but you guys got baseball guys in the dugout too, you know what I mean? That's a, that's a big difference. Yeah. And you have players that have been around it. And so, you know, like I said, I think baseball is in a good place. We're going to see how the new rules that are implemented work out. You know, it's, it's just going to be like – it's not going to make everybody happy. What does, you know? You're going to have Republicans, you're going to have Democrats, you know? Yeah, it's you're so be, right. You're so right. <laughs> yeah. Luckily, it's more than just two parties. There's a lot more yeah. views than that around baseball. That's that's definitely true. Um, so sometimes it doesn't seem like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Oh my god, seriously, right? So in terms of the home run race in 1998, being in it, like actually in the home run race itself, what was it like being a part of the overall experience? Did you know as it was happening that somebody was going to break the record that year? Well, yeah, you know, I I got out to a fast start, and actually. You know, we clinched so early that year. I mean, I had like a month and a half. I was on 49 for a month and a half. And I hit it my last at bat, you know. But we clinched. And what made it sweet, we were able to go to the World Series. You know, you know, we don't want to talk about what happened after that. But we're able to go to the World Series. Yeah. And, uh, we're, you know, we're into that, you know. And uh, so, you know, it, it was awesome to be part of it. But I, I think it was awesome because – how close our team was. We're still, we still have a tech, you know, a text chain of, you know, 23 guys. We, you know, we were talking all the time. That's we're seeing awesome. each other. We're playing, we're planning trips, you know? So it's, it's just not, you know, you know, teammates. It's, I mean, these people become your family. Yeah. Their families become your family. You know, uh, we all support each other in our foundations and our community work and, whatever we're doing on that side of the ball, you know, so it's, uh, but we're able to spend time, you know, like having boats, you know, you know, being with boats in Mexico before, you know, he went to spring training in Texas, you know, those are memories and things that you can't get back. Those one-on-one times and talking about, you know, old memories and, you know, the good days, you know, and, and, you know, it's, that's what you, you can't get back. You know, when people say, do you miss playing? No, my body doesn't miss playing. But what you miss is a locker room. So I think that's why so many athletes or former athletes or guys that used to play at sport in college all turn to golf because it, it keeps you competitive, but also it keeps you in that bonding mode with other people, whether it's business, whether it's a hobby, whether it's a, you know, uh, a weekly group, a yeah. weekly game, a daily game. It just keeps you in that, you know, in that competitive spirit. And now it's cool to play golf. You see all the girls that have been doing all this, this, this social media on golf now. Yeah. You know, it's funny you say that they, they've got some smoke shows out there playing golf. Yeah. But they, but also, you know, 
<laughs> of course, that's where my mind goes. Yeah, maybe we're looking at different Instagram accounts here. <laughs> no, 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 no. But, but you know, yeah. we definitely all look at the same thing, you know. Yeah. But it, it, it's but they're they're maximizing their their earning power of what they want to do too. Oh know? hell yeah! If, it's if, like if, a whole if, new if, thing. If I, yeah, if I can put on this and do that, and you know, I'm not a sexist. I'm not taking anything away from that. I, you know. And there's guys doing the same thing, you know. It's, it's just it is what it is, you know. It, we're in that we're in that way of life, you know. That's it. That's just, Either you can play golf or be on the Savannah Bananas. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And it seems like uh, I wouldn't mind watching the Savannah Bananas though. That'd be fun. Yeah, those guys. Are great. <laughs> so, so really quick, you you know, like I keep saying, I'm bringing it back to this. So I'm gonna make a sick ass video about this. But watching the race unfold as it got closer to who's going to win Maguire or Sosa, who is it that you were secretly rooting for yourself? Those guys, nobody at all. What was it? What were the players uh, kind of rooting for, and what do they want to happen as it was going down? You know, I, I think as being a professional athlete, I don't think I was rooting for anybody. You know, I don't root for not anybody even as myself. a fan of the game. Such an insane mm -hmm. uh, feat. No, not 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 when I'm playing. I, I love remember, that. I remember, not when I'm playing, I'm not rooting for anybody. That are you crazy? No, you know. Not I even see, so do. secretly, we're like, oh, let's see. But I, I just had to ask because it was just so. Because that's what got everybody back into baseball at the time, and you were a part of the actual home run. As we look back at the statistics, you were right there alongside of those names. So I had to ask if, like, towards the end, not even yourself really, but just the players in general, if they were favoring somebody, if they didn't give a crap, which it seems like the latter. Well, I, I think everybody was admiring it from afar because the excitement, you know, for what it did for the game. Yeah. But I don't think anybody was really rooting for it because I think Sammy hit like number 65 or 60-something, and we showed it on our Jumbotron in our stadium, and we were pissed. We're like, you know, we, we can, you know, you guys can clap for him and all that rest of yeah. that stuff. But, 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 but we're trying to bring a championship here, and we're showing – you know, Sammy hit 60, you know, 62, 63, maybe 65. I don't know. But we're like, that didn't sit well. That, you know that, I mean? that Plus, should not sit well. That's crazy. Who's that? That's, yeah. See, that's a little different. And, put, wow. and I, was stuck on, I was stuck on 49 for a month and a half. So I was, I was, I had my own reasons for being bad. <laughs> wow. That is ridiculous. Now I see why you were deferring <laughs> the question back to the World Series. <laughs> that is ridiculous. Wow. Well, uh, for what it's worth, um, hell of a year. Got a lot of people back into baseball, thanks to yourself. And once again, that's the legendary Padres team of history that you were smashing all those home runs on. So to all of the young Padres fans that might be listening right now, it's uh, on the shoulders of this man right here and many other legends that were part of that team. We're going to take one last break, come back, rack things up, and talk a little bit about wine. Because GV23... Yeah. It's the illest wine a lot. I mean, I've been drinking bottle after bottle since you sent them to me. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. I think it is. It really is good stuff. Everybody stick around. We'll be back soon. Don't play with it. Don't play with it. Don't play with it. Don't play with it. I just want a rough neck in the tongue, bitch. Wanna send me automatic with a drop? Ask me if I'm finished now. Nah, I ain't giving out no 90 to no just for fun, are you dumb? Uh -uh. Run a man, I don't know no other man Run it up, like a hundred, just for a hundred bands What? <laughs> I don't even got me a hundred bands
Who gon' make me a hundred M's with a hundred plans? Give me peso, extendo. I care like I'm prego. Get around with going Pedro. Jumpin' new it from the get go. Don't play with it, don't play with it, don't play with it. Come on, baby, don't play with it, don't play with it. Just lay in, spin all day in. My hitters don't play with it, don't play with it, don't play with it. They stay with it. I'm okay with y'all. When they come to me, they don't play with Wizzy on me, yeah, that's something that I stay with The Brooklyn, they ain't really nothing to play with Steady chatting when I ran that They, my head is gon' bang quick Trying to get dangerous Bitches act like bimbos Don't my timbos Hoes know I ain't playing games, no Xbox, Nintendo Real, I stand on it, that's ten toes Hold up in the big body with the dog tents on the window He says she's so sweet When I lick the rapper Let him take the Then I kick out my right after Got the vex cause I curb him when I want Get his wig pushed back don't play with it, don't play with it, don't play with it. Come on, baby, don't play with it, don't play with it. Just lay in it. Spin all day in it. My hitters don't play with it, don't play with it, don't play with it. They stay with it. I'm okay with it. When it come to me, they don't play with it. Yeah, just bleezing. Ladies and gentlemen, you're still rocking with the best. I bought a few friends along. We're gonna do it like this. Come on, come on and get with the gang They put the world's most underrated On the record with the greatest of all time Can't no one debate it Some made it fun to say that I am gonna make it I will not lose Some of the shit they do is too understated Saigon the dawn Let it be prove the people I'm a phenomenon I pop a person to play with my parmesan Come on baby, come on, come get it on with the gun You gotta be kidding me Who you think about me lyrically? Get him, I gladly provide a bitch Coming up just like a box of baby My first style, maybe if I stutter, maybe But then I slowed it down, bought it from the gutter, baby Matter of fact, I don't give a f where you rape me Record labels told me no, guess what the f*** they made me Super rich, stupid, no I'm super vicious Like standing over a wounded man with two biscuits Let's get it clear like eucalyptus if you conflicted My flow is like the Cuban Missile Crisis My near misses with prices I had a couple red Jews in the verse For my like to listen, 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 like to Two finger, one finger, humdinger, the slinger, that's what I am I spit as slick as the, the 
in the Crisco can So you should come on baby, come on, come on and get with your man Got the rap down with chemistry Lot of fakes in the industry, but I don't let them get to me I rock for my brother that's locked in the penitentiary Me, Jay and Swizzy got the symphony in the century Rockefeller, Fort Knox, you heard that I don't know where you be, but see I be with the birds at She asked me buy her a drink, I get her some yak Dennis, come on baby, come on, come on, let's merge to the back The way before my contract I had Rappers claim that they had bras, but I thought they was bad bras I'm feeling disrespected If everybody f***ing dimes, who got all these ugly f***ing Even though I'm legit 
This episode of the Ryan Show FM is brought to you by Vaughn's Valley and Greg Vaughn, who's here with us tonight. <laughs> we do have a kick-ass killer golf tournament coming up in June. Greg, can you tell us a little bit more about it and how they can sign up? Oh, yeah. You can go to Vaughn'sValley.org. You know, it's in uh, Lincoln, California, right outside of my hometown of Sacramento. It's June 25th and 26th. And like I said, I have a lot of support from, you know, former players, a lot of celebrities, a lot of fun. You know, we have a big party the night before. And Ryan, you know me, it's always a party. So, you know, there's a big party the night before. And, <laughs> you know, and, and, and the night after golf. And, you know, like I said, we just try to raise as much money so we can, uh, you know, just help our surrounding areas. You know, like I said, you know, of course, JDRF is a major, major uh, player in this because, you know, my oldest has type 1 diabetes. So, you know, diabetes is close to my heart. So, it's, you know, to try to find a cure for you know, for, for diabetes and, you know, just, you know, just try to get rid of this disease that affects so many people in the world, millions and millions of people in the world. And then also, you know, whatever's going on in, in, in the world, you know, the world crisis, you know, whatever's going on in our communities from, you know, feeding people during COVID to passing out PPE to giving free, uh, you know, IVs and stuff to, you know, all of our firefighters and, and policemen and EMTs and, you know, hospital workers, doctors, nurses, nurse practitioners, you know, everybody in the healthcare industry, you know, whatever is going on, we're going to try to make a difference. And, you know, you can go to VaughnsValley.org, you know, and everything else is Greg Vaughn 23 you know, on Twitter. I don't even know I don't tweet that much. I'm in charge of my own social media. That's why it sucks. You know what I mean? It's, it's tough. I, there's not too much happening. There's, there's not too much happening in my I don't know how to do it. I can't keep up with it. And then my kids always said, Dad, take that down. You misspelled a word or you said that wrong or don't do that. So, you know, I, I don't put that much stuff up on it. But, yeah, Greg Vaughn, 23, on the rest of the stuff. And uh, like I said, man, I'm looking forward to this baseball season, you know, and, you know, getting back to, you know, really seeing what these new rules, you know, that are implemented really are they going to make a difference? Because, like I said, I think the biggest is they have way more advertisers now, and you know during mm. commercial times, you know you got you got to get those you got to get those commercials in. It's but true. you know maybe, but maybe they'll do like basketball and golf now and implement that little box on the bottom, you know, left hand side, so you can still see your oh my your, your game, and, and and that's going to speed it up. But they're going to say it's the rules. Watch that would be crazy. Much. That would be crazy. Wow, imagine you predict that. That would definitely be lame. All right, so in terms of good things to drink and party for, we're going to be drinking GV23 wine as we watch the Sacramento Kings, although they did beat down my Clippers. I'm still pissed off. I want to say beat down, but that was a very discouraging loss. Are you excited about the Sacramento Kings? What do you think is going to happen to them? Oh, this for game? sure, man. For, for sure, man. I live and die with the Kings. That, that's I'm a hometown guy. That's you know, I know a lot of the players. They've been a season ticket holder forever. You know, this is the first year that I'm not because, you know, I spent a lot of time in Vegas and traveling, and all I did was give them away anyway. So first time in about 30 years that I'm not a season ticket holder, you know. So it's uh, – but definitely go to the games. Hey, that's my team. And you talk about that Clipper game, double overtime the other day, that was, that was sick. The hell of a game, man. Were watching it. Yeah, me and, my, me and my grandson were watching it, and Major was like, G-Pop, look. He was like – 
dude, every other word was dude, bro. <laughs> I can't believe it. You know what I mean? And it was just one of those things that, you know, th- those are our memories that we can say we've seen one of the highest scoring games in NBA history. And to see where the Kings have came from and then see Coach Mike Brown and, you know, Doug Christie's one of my guys. And, you know, it's Bobby Jackson and the G League. You know, to see all these guys and, like I said, they're, you know, they're on the bench and they're, they're making a difference in my hometown team. And not just just the emer- not the emergence, but I said the evolution of De'Aaron Fox, Sabonis, another son of a legend that's out there doing what he's got to do. It's just a fun, likable team. That's what's always fun about these great Kings team is the likability factor. I let's be honest, we all know they beat the Lakers. There was some craziness going on behind the scenes back in the early two thousands, right? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. No. No. Hey. Hey. Thirty six free throws and four. You know, you know, and your your referee that got in trouble. He said, "Hey, they already told us who's going to win that game." It wasn't in the script, like they say now. That's what yeah. the kids are saying now. They're talking about the script. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 they, almost. They, 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 yeah, they definitely flipped the script on us on that one. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. They flipped it. They, they flipped it on us. And but you know what? Still, you know, like I said, these are loyal, diehard people, man. And they to see them rally around the team like they did. I mean, Arco Arena. Even though we have a beautiful new arena, you know, we light the beam, you know, light the beam, every, you know, after every win, you know, it's bringing the communities together. It's giving us something to be excited about. You know what I mean? You know, it's, uh, it's, it, it's, it's good times, you know, here in Sacramento. Things are starting to come around and, you know, it was a long two years for a lot of people all over the world. So, yeah. you know, hopefully we can get back to some sense of normalcy. Well, you know, you know, it's a beautiful day for a balloon ride. I think things are just normal and great yeah. around here, right? Come on. Yeah, yeah. Hey, like I said, man, every day there's something that's going to happen. You know what I mean? It's every day there's something that's going to make us say, whoa. You know what I mean? A dude, <laughs> yeah, exactly. a bro, dang, really. You know what I mean? Every day it's going to be something that, that just happens that, you know, it's going to snatch us back. You know what I mean? And balloon rides now. You know, every time I look, you know, I'm not going to feel the same about the hot air balloon from now on. Yeah, that's, I mean, what Especially if on, it's like, come on, like of all things they could send over. Balloons, flying balloons. I don't know. You see all these, these like, actual UFOs now and they send balloons. I don't know. Who knows what's going on? All I know is that everybody should be there in June for the tournament. Vaughn's Valley. I'll be there. It might not be lit on social media sometimes, but it is in real life. The life of Greg Vaughn is lit. Let me tell you. I have seen it firsthand. And Greg, we will be following you on social media. It's uh, What is the exact uh, social media Instagram handle? Okay, for Bonds Valley, it's bondsvalley.org. And, you know, Bonds Valley on all your outlets. And then it's uh, Greg Vaughn 23. That's it. Greg Vaughn 23. 23. Across the boards. And, uh, and then and it's 23 can, wines, 23 wines for 23 wines, 23 wines, everybody <laughs> get you some 23 wines. You'll be hearing a commercial for 23 wines later on tonight. And if for a full video interview of this, most people are hearing this on the radio right now, Greg, but you can find us on YouTube, search the Ryan show, scroll past that little bastard and you'll find me this little <laughs> bastard. This is the Ryan show FM and we will return. My men and my women. Yeah. 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 You need something unexpected Some form of weapon You ask him to feel protected And still feel protected Just one time for the wreck it Just one time for the wreck it
Don't agree with the message Don't agree with the methods Don't let, don't let the lifestyle drag you down Who knows when was the last time you found Vibe worthy, I don't want my mind alerting. People saying tweeting gonna make you die early. How about have my heart hurting? Hold it on the side, that can make you die early. Don't get your best attorney. Something's there, feel it when I heard it. Just release the spirit, let it flow though. How do you leaving out with one leg like Flojo? Now me to the cross of long nails like Coco. Free throat coat for the throat goats. Even if I gotta do it solo, even if I gotta do it with no promo. Got my point across till we finally get across and pass the point. So, there's a couple things that I gotta quote. Don't involve yourself in things you don't have to know. I ain't never question what you was asking for. I give you every single thing you was asking for. I don't understand how anybody could ask for more. Got a list of even more, I just laugh it off. I be going through things I had to roll. Celebrity drama that only rather know. Too many family secrets, somebody passing notes. Things I cried about, I find laughable. Little baby Jesus ain't laughing, no Don't involve yourself in things that ain't after, no The big man upstairs ain't laughing, no Don't involve yourself in things that ain't after, no Now here we are You know I'm not about it Showed you my heart I let you into my thoughts Don't let, don't let the lifestyle drag you down Who knows when was the last time you felt the love Now we're the west side. Yeah. 
talk my shit again Even if I don't hit again Dog, are you fucking kidding? My hat, my shoes, my coat, Louis Vuitton sticks With Donald Teller Versace, that's Louis Vuitton I think Hennessy, I drink, I'm gone Off that Bacardi, Lamona, Corona, I'm zoning Class back in session, so I up to the grade In two years, the Wayne Wayne became the Wayne Wade And hey, please don't star me I'm like Nas Barkley, me Charles Barkley I'm Pop the Barkers, I'm Hood the Parkers While y'all was in limbo, I raised the bar up I touched on everything, married to the game Rock the chase that a wedding ring Y'all bridesmaids catch the garter On nights when gay romance Cameras flash so much that I gotta do that yayo dance I'm on a war tour with Common my man After each and every show a couple discussion band It's easy, the hood love to listen to Jeezy and Wheezy And oh yeah Yeezy I did it for the glory Game all messed up. How I'm supposed to stand out when everybody get dressed up? So yeah, at the Grammys I went ultra Javota. Yeah, that tuxedo might have been a little Guido, but with my ego, I can stand there in a speedo and be looked at like a big hero. The glory, the story, the chain, the polo, the night, the grind, the empty bottles of nodos. Tank on empty, whipping my mama Bobo. I spent that gas money on clothes with logos. The fur is herb, man, this that you don't floss. The yard so hard, man. I'm Hugo's boss Why I gotta ask what that Tudo cost House in the hill, two doors from Tracy Ross And I'm asking about her girlfriend, yeah, the dark skin And when she asking about the speedboats, I admit We winning them when you meet me in person What do you feel like? I know, I know, I look better in real life I hear people compare themselves to big a lot You know big and pop, you know they get it hot I guess after I live, I wanna be compared to big Anyone, big pun, big L, or notorious Sit in, get money and stunt and stay glorious And I'ma stop killing these and soon as the chorus hit Yeah, I'ma stop killing these and soon as the chorus hit uh. These haters be killing themselves. They wanna come and get the glory All good just a week ago. Week ago. Just feel they sell. And I watch the phone drop. Just kill they sell. What, what's gonna do, ho? Just a new crap on a new stove. I'm in the two though. True that. People telling me you back. Like a nigga ever left about this left huh? And if life of life, they suck my huh? And I bet she bitch the whole click, huh? By the way, you should quick. Just forget it. You talk it, I live it. Like Eli, I did it. Jokes on you, so you can I get it? <laughs> no paper, but you can have some more of me. Origi, or are we speaking metaphorically? Historically, I'm kicking chickens out like Pam. Like Pam, going ham, going ham. Me 
winning, still young when I had no kids, but I've been practicing with some actresses as bad as is. Had a few white girls as a splattish ish, but they did it so good. Damn, damn, glad he hit. Got them jumping out the building. Watch out below, a million out the door. I'm about to go ham. Hard as a mother, let me let me know who I am. I'm about to go ham. Hard as a mother, let me let me know who I am. Y'all mad at me for? Y'all don't even know what I've been through. I played chicken with a Mack truck. Y'all with a bin move. I swam waters with great whites. Y'all with a bin chew. I hustle with vultures late nights. Y'all with a bin fool. On these schools, try to walk around in these shoes. See the shit I suck growing up. Then maybe you can take a peek at these bulls. Digging, fantasize about this shit that I do daily. Like these rappers rap about all this shit that I do really. I'm like, really, half a billy. Really, you got baby money. Keep it real with, real with, real with. Saint, got my lady money. Watch the phone, don't step on our road. Bad enough, we let you step on our glove. When my nephew die, daddy's dead. Price on my uncle's head. Nobody called the cops, it's my uncle. Blast, so I don't feel like I would like to know my uncle's. Brad, bow down, pull the bait homage. Don't spill hate all of my garments. Caught the song, yo fresh headshot, shot yo vest, yo vest. Pig, no pork on my fault. Peace, God, cause you know it, you just went ham. Hard as a motherfucker, let these, let these know who I am. Yeah, I'm about to go ham. Hard as a motherfucker, let these, let these know who I am. Yeah, I'm about to go ham. Things must come to an end. Yes, even this radio program. Want to give a big thank you to Ben Askren, to Greg Vaughn, and to all the people behind the scenes that help make this radio program possible, including our sponsors, Gruntwork and Alpha Metaverse. And to all of the listeners that are also rappers and choose to send 15 different emails with one MP3 in each one, we love you. Don't quit. Don't stop. 
When people tell you no, you just keep going. When people don't answer and put all 15 emails into the junk, keep sending them. Because eventually one will be open. Maybe not by us, but by somebody. Be inspired. Be motivated. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at The Ryan Show. If you're driving, don't worry. If you go flying off the road, the cops will understand. They might just listen to this program. We love you people. Find us on IG, TikTok, ruining the kids' brains and giving our info to China. We're all over the social media boards. We'll see you next week. Over and out. Peace. Peace.